Beer, Blues, and BS presents Famous Last Words. I forgot to get water, but that's fine. I'll just have to drink more beer. Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that knows better than to record itself trespassing through your backyard. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Howie Blues, it's good to see you, my brother. Uh, it has been a shitty week. Let's just put it that way. First of all, we got Bob Saget passing away. What the hell? And then we got snow and ice and freezing rain rolling through. What the hell? It's yeah, yeah, it's, it's winter. I I get it. Then we get some of the other stuff that we're going to talk about in tonight's episode or today's episode, I should say with the shenanigans of earlier this week and some other BS. And then just continues. It just continues. So this is the, uh, as you say, the curmudgeon episode. And so we're going to turn it into as best of an experience as we can, because that's what we do here on the triple B is make this as good as possible and hopefully not have to put the headphones down and uh, take a break mid-show. So let's get this thing rolling just like a snowball off of a cliff. It is time for What's on Tap. Howie Blues, what's on tap tonight? Well, Kidder, <laughs> um, I don't know if this is going to help you and your Bludgeonly uh mood. Uh interesting that the roles have reversed. Uh the last time that one of us was a curmudgeon, it was me. Um, which was a uh fantastic New Year's uh episode. Uh so if you haven't got seen that one, go go check it out. It was great. It had the the best epic pun war that nobody ever wanted. Um so it was good. It was good. Uh Kidder, uh tonight. We are actually drinking the same beer tonight. And uh, there's a reason for this, and I haven't told you the uh, the story. Um, 
But uh, my dad, who has a uh, kidder, I also need to in inform you because you you'll need to make a graphic for this. Uh, my dad, who has self-proclaimed himself the king of cheap beers. <laughs> I thought that was um, Miller Lite. Uh, you know, who knows? Anyway, that's what he's calling himself. Uh, he had some beers that he recommended that you and I have on the show. And so better believe I found them. You better believe I bought some and I gave you some uh, when I was down there for Battle of the Belts. And uh, we're going to have a uh, comparison of it. And we're going to start off here uh, with the uh, Shiner Agua Fresca in this lovely blue and pink can. Yes. Oh, Kidder, which one I was grabbing first? I got to so. dig it out of the back because it was the it was the one that was put in the fridge first. first. So <laughs> had to dig it dig it out of the back of yep. the Triple B beer cage. Yeah. So this one is from uh, yeah. This is from our you know good friends in Shiner, Texas, which we've been featuring a lot on the show uh, lately. But uh, not a lot of notes on this. Uh, Twelve floral ounces. This is a beer brewed with watermelon and lime and with natural flavor added. So, sounds, sounds like it might be interesting. So, I'm going to crack mine open. Uh, give it a sniff. Kidder is looking to see if there's anything else he needs to read off in his usual give you all the information on the can. 4.5% alcohol contains wheat and from the Ball Corporation, the arena of your Colorado avalanche. Yeah. We'll let Kidder get it open. Give it a sniff. It smells light, refreshing, a fruit. Yeah, it smells it smells light all right. Hmm. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers. And uh and your dad. Hmm. Hmm. That's an odd taste. Yeah, Kidder. Um, I'm not gonna lie, my dad recommended these because and this is the same with all three of these beers, they're absolutely god awful. So yeah. <laughs> which is which is why i wouldn't let you drink one on our battle of the belts because people need to see us suffer through three very bad beers so enjoy yeah well thank you it's it's so bad that i gotta run to the bathroom this is this is not this is gonna you know what i'm gonna take it with me just to make sure that it goes in one end, it comes out the other right away. So, so cheers to your dad for doing that. Wow, I haven't ever seen Kidder KO'd after a sip of beer before, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is unprecedented. The champion is clearly down, facing the lights, and now uh, I have to stall, and I'll uh, 
I'll stall with the next thing that I was going to talk about. I mentioned my dad, um, and every now and then he gives us a beer uh, review, something that we've had on the show. And I recently took him a couple of the uh, Shiner seasonal, the candied pecans uh, beers, and uh, he he wasn't as harsh on it as he normally would be. Um, he uses that of a he, he goes for a scale of out of 10. He rated it a four and gave it the uh, tasting note of it tastes like a bad root beer. So yeah, that, uh, that'd be what I would expect uh, from him. So he, he did drink it. it. It's not the worst critique that he has ever given us on a beer, uh, but he at least drank it uh, down. So there's that for you. Let's see. What else can we uh, chat about? I don't want to get too far down the run sheet without Kidder. Um, <laughs> uh, Kidder mentioned the uh, terrible weather. It was quite uh, the the drive into work this morning. Um, we had parked uh, my car in the garage. Uh, I'd been shuttling Junior to and from uh, kind of whoever was watching him for the day. Um, and so my car was in the garage and I hopped in and I, I didn't even really think about like, Hey, it's going to be really bad out there. And as I was on my way to work, uh, making that drive, um, my defroster had not gotten to a point where my wind was fully warm yet. So when that freezing rain hit nearly, I mean, it coated my entire windshield and I found myself, uh, struggling struggling to see i i had to pull over and let it catch up and scrape a little bit and and all of that so yeah uh, not a fun drive into work this morning um yeah i was not not excited about the freezing rain but i made it made it fine made it safe and all of that hmm. let's see what else is new in the world for us. Um, I got to sit in on a very interesting uh, meeting today. Uh, today was the meeting of our uh, State Historical Society of North Dakota Board of Directors. And it normally I don't attend those meetings um, unless they're at one of my sites and then I will maybe show up. But otherwise, I I don't. I, I hear about it elsewhere, like in the all staff meeting and such that we do. But they were getting a presentation from the North Dakota National Guard. Uh, the State Historical Society of North Dakota is starting to develop a partnership with the North Dakota National Guard to build a North Dakota military museum. Uh, it, it started with this last legislative session. Uh, there was the National Guard sought approval to do some fundraising. They received that approval. And now uh, they're starting that process. And... Uh, we as the State Historical Society have been working with them on that. And I think it's going to be a great uh, joint operation. It's in the very, very beginning stages. So not a lot to say and not a lot of details and not a lot of really anything. Um, but I, I think it'll be a cool project. Um, we're, we're looking at not just the history of... Uh, 
the military, the United States military in North Dakota, but also going further back in history and to reflect um, the different warrior societies and such that existed in the uh, Native American tribes that occupied the Dakotas before that. So uh, really, it, it should be an amazing uh, museum. Um, I get to work on it a little bit um, with it and some of the planning committee and such. So I'm excited. It's a chance to uh, get to work and develop something that could easily become uh, an institution within North Dakota for years to come. So very exciting stuff uh, for me there uh, work-wise. So uh, man, I'm trying to stall as best I can. Sorry that you're stuck with the Howard uh, show at this point. Uh, but that's just the way it goes uh, from <laughs> time to time. So um, I, let's move on uh, topic-wise because there's a couple things I can continue to to chat about. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping, um, a little bit of stuff that uh, Kidder and I wanted to cover regarding the show. Um, if you've been watching, you may have noticed a couple of things missing off of our channel as of late. Uh, you probably are wondering, hey, Howard, where's where's your Cave of Wonder? Where did those episodes go? Um, where are our sneak peeks? You were putting out a speak every week. Where did that go? Um, so just to kind of give you the the what's going on uh, behind the curtain, per se, uh, if you've been watching the last few or listening to the last few episodes, you would know that uh, I I ended up getting hit with a double whammy sinus and ear infection. It took me out for a week. And we actually didn't record that week because part of it was whenever I did a lot of talking, uh, my lungs just could not support it, and I would, I would cough. Um, I was coughing, like as part of every sentence. So we skipped a week, and so our buffer dropped from three weeks to two weeks. Uh, so that's okay. It's part of why we have a buffer. Um, so we we had that drop. And at the same time, being sick, the last thing I wanted to do was stare at a computer and try to edit. And if I would, there wouldn't have been all of the the good, fun touches that I love putting into an episode. Uh, so I didn't do any editing, and so I actually fell behind in the editing process. And so I'm just now getting caught back up. But when it comes to things like the sneak peeks, uh, you know, I, I do look at the analytics uh, for our channel, I look to see like how much, how many views are we getting on a Facebook post? How many views are we getting on a YouTube post? And the thing that I was seeing was that the sneak peeks were really underperforming. We really haven't seen a lot of people watching those. So, and I mean, it's it's like we might get thirty people or thirty views on those uh, versus the much larger views on the main episode. So. Oh, good. Kidder's back. We'll we'll let him hop back in here. So, welcome back. Play by play. Sorry that that's that's how bad that was. So, I just had to take five. I mean, I still have a little bit left, but 
<sighs> I mean, 12 full ounces of this. I, I would have rather traded this for the 11.2 ounce uh, bottle. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a so. rough one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. haven't had quite that violent of a reaction to it. Uh, um, it did give me a chance to think, though. <sighs> Not that, you know, I can't think as we're having this discussion, but. As I was mentioning of how shitty of a week it has been, some other reasons why this week has been bad. Let's just throw them out there right away, wrap it up. I I obviously don't know what you were discussing in the past five minutes, but first of all, Megan Fox and Beetlejuice got engaged. So the planet is slowly turning inward on itself. The Halo Xbox 360 servers were turned off, so there's no more multiplayer through Xbox 360 for all of those old Halo games that we so enjoyed. And the Expanse series finale was released tonight, which we'll discuss a little bit later. And uh, a few of the Sioux Games series were postponed due to COVID. So they're continuing why this week was shitty in history. As in this week. And now it's history because it's over. I need a drink. I don't know if I do. All right. Well, well, you you got a while uh, because I didn't get to drink a lot of this as I uh, was stalling for you. But uh, I appreciate uh, it. Yes. Just you know you. where we are on the. We're down in topic two, doing a little bit of housekeeping. Okay. And I was just explaining uh, to the good listeners why they may not have been seeing the uh, sneak peek videos and the Howard's Cave of Wonder. And what I was saying was um, I do monitor our analytics and our views and things like that. And truthfully, our sneak peeks are just not getting views. And while they don't take a lot of time to edit they do take time and it's not so much the editing but then you know i gotta render them out i gotta post them we've been posting them to facebook and youtube you have to write a description you have to create a thumbnail it's just been a lot of work and it's just not we're just not getting a return on it so i'm gonna take a little bit of a hiatus from creating sneak previews um Unless all of a sudden somebody listens to this and goes, no, I loved that segment. Bring it back. Um, yeah, we're just going to hmm. just going to stop those for a while. So if, As, if you are opposed to that comment right now, while you're watching this or listening to this on your phone or computer, just grab the keyboard or pop it up to the comment section and tell us. No, that's fine. We don't need those. Or do you want them? Let us know in the comments. You can also hit us up on Facebook. That's right. Beer, Blues, and BS is on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash beer, Blues, BS. Beer, Blues, BS on Facebook. Or you can hit the search feature on Facebook because I'm sure it'll get you to our page. Just look for our lovely Beer, Blues, and BS logo, please. You were yeah. saying, Howard. Yeah. So beyond that one, the other one that the audience 
might notice is a lack of new Howard's Cave of Wonder episodes. And there's a reason for that. Um, and that reason is actually, if you're on and watching us on YouTube and you're looking at Kidder's background, you will see why. Uh, Kidder finally got his Christmas present from me, and he's got it decorating uh, his pet. <laughs> yeah. It's actually in focus. Mm -hmm. How about that? Uh, yeah, it it's a it was quite the project to pull it uh together it's a custom uh miniature that i i i had to do some sculpting on i did some painting on a lot of other things but i recorded the whole process and it took me about 10 11 hours to do so i have 10 to 11 hours worth of footage to try to compressed down into something more manageable to watch and that's going to take me some time Howard's Cave of Wonder is kind of the secondary show to this show so as I like to put it future Howard doesn't get to edit Howard's Cave of Wonder until he's edited Beer Blues and BS so uh, it might take a while for me to get that episode out and such so you might not see something for Howard's Cave of Wonder but that was also how that show was designed. It was always said that Howard's Cave of Wonder will come out when it comes out, and it's not, don't ever expect it to be a regular thing. Um, but I just wanted to let people know so that if you were wondering, where are these things? Now you know. Um, so there's that. But Kidder, you had a little bit of housekeeping that you wanted to share, mm. and uh, I, I'll let you share it because, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, the store kind of is your baby. So, <clears throat> well, I, I I like to think of it as a quite the collaborative effort because I've made designs, you've made designs, we've collaborated on designs. So it's a giant collaboration. So basically, as you may know, we have a store, a merch store. I invite you to go to beerbluesbs.com. And right at the top of the page, you see the merch text. Just click that. It'll take you to our web store. And on the web store, you can check out all kinds of sweet merchandise that we have come up with for this wonderful show. And a lot of the stuff has even been spin-off of things that have been said on the show or phrases we have used on this store and so basically we want to share this brand new design that's a spin-off from i believe it was last week's episode was was it not howie blues yeah two weeks ago uh episode 41 is where we spent some time talking about snow shoveling and uh as i was doing the editing on that episode i came up with this idea and uh, spent a little bit of time putting it together for the audio listeners because you can't see this lovely design uh but it, it's basically a play on all of the the classic like nfl nba major league baseball kind of like the shield you know the patriotic shield the red white and the blue so we have our own patriotic shield but with the outline of a guy shoveling some snow so yeah fun one and then it says 
National Snow Shoveling League. And again, there's all kinds of different uh, t-shirts. So if you want a premium tee, you want a regular tee, you want a loose tee, you want a V-neck tee. There, there's so many different tees. It's like a tee shop. Wait, it, it is a t-shirt shop. So there you go. The National Snow Shoveling League. And as you can see here, you can join a league that gives you the exercise you need. The National Snow Shoveling League from Beer Blues NBS is the perfect association of people representing you by shoveling a giant driveway with a shovel not large enough to get it done quickly so you're having a cold beverage. Show your support by adding these items to your collection. Grab a cold beverage, a comfy chair, and join your good brothers on Triple B. Share this with everyone around you by picking up this Beer, Blues, and BS original design. Join the Beer, Blues, and BS podcast family today with these quality threads. And I know uh, for the video listeners, I, not that I got impatient, but while you were mentioning the design, I wanted to just go through and show all of the various uh, liquid holding devices that we have and, and the various designs. So yes, the little raccoon running for his life there because lifeguards, only you can prevent forest fires, you know, or perhaps wanting a water with hops and grain. Yes. Look perfect for your morning coffee or perhaps an afternoon snack with Howard's Cave of Wonder and an old fashioned, again, the triple B. Even a wine tumbler. Yes, you've seen that a couple times. How about this? The premium t-shirt on a glass. Because why wouldn't you want it on a glass? It's a premium t-shirt glass. Right? I, I like I like how we uh, designed that. And the thought was, we'll just put it on t-shirts. That was solely my idea. And Kidder, you once again went a bit hog wild. And now people can get a premium t-shirt. Well, let's be honest here there. Howie Blues. It was easier for me to copy the listing from another listing instead of going through and clicking through all of the merch. So that's what happened. You're lucky the description is different. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But yes, here, here you go. You can get the snow shoveling league, even though these mock-up photos are terrible. Yes, you can get the national snow, show, snow shoveling league pint glass in a standard clear color, 16 ounce, that's a pint glass for you, right here, beerbluesbs.com. And again, the stickers. There's there's maybe a better look at, uh, at the design for you with just the die cut sticker. So beerbluesbs.com, if you would, please and thank you. Join us there. Click the merch button. You can check out and purchase the merch from there or if uh, you'd like to buy us a beer instead you can certainly do that by clicking the buy us a beer button on the buy us a beer page buy us around buy us a six pack suitcase you know a few things kidder i just want to are you done on the i i am in like 20 minutes fast 20 minutes beer you've drank this year oh I actually got done before you. There we go. No, uh, I was pretty much done. I was just making <laughs> sure that there wasn't any in there, and that was the mistake because there was like that much left, Ugh. and I thought I was done with it. 
Yeah, that one. Uh, that one was rough. If you see that one in the stores, run away. Just run, say no. Run a run away. It's the beer I mean, that KO'd Kidder. <laughs> I mean, it it didn't kill me as bad as the the cherry lime static water, but I mean this. It's got the word fresca on it, which you're like, ah, oh, refreshing. It's fresh. Yes, wonderful. It's going to be a tasty, refreshing fresca of a beverage. No, stay the hell away from anything that says fresca on the can if it's alcoholic. I will drink a can of fresca now and again, like the old school fresca beverage soda. I will have a fresca. It's been probably a decade since I last had one, but now I want one to get the taste of that out of my mouth. I, I will say, Kidder, um, for the audience who doesn't know, because I brought you two of each of these. I also kept two of each of these for myself. So, you know, sharing the love and the misery mm-hmm. around here as we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know your missus uh, kind of claimed the other set. And I, I did tell her, you know, if you drink this before we do on the show, don't tell Kidder anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's drank them yet, Kidder. But uh, hey, Kidder, don't tell her anything. I I don't think she did. But when I ran upstairs, I said, here, try this and and ran away. (laughs) (laughs) And so she tried it. And then I came back and she handed it to me. And she's like, can't taste the guava. It's just the lime. Like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So, quick breaking sports news update. It is about seven minutes into the third period of tonight with the Arizona Coyotes against your Colorado Avalanche in Denver. And uh, the Coyotes scored, taking the lead three to two. And within about 15 seconds, your Colorado Avalanche score. They strike back. It is three to three right here in the third period with 13, 14 left. And so we'll see how this game turns out while we're in the middle of this show. So by the time you see this show, it's going to be old enough and old news, but that's okay. I also wanted I to say, just throw in because this seems a, oh well I was just, I was you just were going say, to since say, we're talking so you say I was I was going to transition into topic three point five here uh, okay you know, and just say since we're talking hockey let's talk some more hockey uh, you uh, apparently were paying attention to a game and boy you know it's bad when Kidder feels the need to text me what happens. Um, cause usually if we're winning, he doesn't bother. It's, it's only when there is BS <laughs> that he lets me know. I think it's mostly so that it's like a hint, Howard, hint, hint, stop watching the game. You know, so you, but, so you were watching this game. <laughs> no, I don't have cable. I have no way to watch this game. So t- let, let, let's fill the audience in, Kidder. Tell us about what you have dubbed the Nashville screw job. This was absolutely garbage, and I shared a photo with you, which I'm sure future Howard may come into using that uh, photo at some point during this um, one-sided discussion. But 
basically, uh, toward the end of the game, third period there, the uh, officials decided to call a too many men penalty on the avalanche for having six skaters on the ice. Now, that one was pretty loose at the time. I mean, it was like, really? Because there was a minute 47 left in the game. And the other reason that I call that is not just because I'm an avalanche fan and it was a call against the avalanche, but you look at the video and there are six people on the ice. Okay, but where was the puck and where were the skaters? There was no unfair advantage about where any of the avalanche players were positioned when that penalty was called. So there's number one, a bunch of crap. So the avalanche were able to kill that penalty off which interestingly enough with the three on three rules due to COVID and all of that going on with the NHL, what they do is the, uh, the officials start the period or the after the stoppage in play with four skaters for the team that has the power play and the other team that is trying to kill the penalty has three players And then when the penalty expires, they play four on four until the whistle. Then they transition to a three on three game. Whatever. It is what it is. No problem. Penalty happened. The avalanche finished clearing uh, that penalty time. And so the whistle went back to three on three. Now, we are in overtime. Shortly, uh, short enough thereafter, there's about 12 people on the ice next to the Predators bench, and the official who is past them, as in like down next to the face-off circle on the Predator side, looking through the Predator bench toward the Avalanche bench, is calling this penalty on the Avalanche as the avalanche have possession of the puck again on the opposite side of the ice. And again, for too many men on the ice and the photo shows that there are three people on the ice for a three on three regulation overtime play. So how can there be two people on the ice or even three as the official is already calling a penalty before the change has even occurred, I call screw job and somebody was paid off because the avalanche had won enough games in a row or whatever the case is. And then the fact that the officials wouldn't even talk to coach Jared Bednar after the game, they wouldn't even really give him a full explanation. So I think it's shady at the very least, and uh, really, really agitated when it happened because I'm I everybody thought the penalty was on the Predators because, again, they had 12 people standing around looking like they were going to all play hockey at once. And then, nope, the penalty's on the Avalanche. Okay. So, again, they get the four-on-three power play. Avs broke in shorthanded. There was a nice opportunity. I kind of got excited. And then, of course, what happens with that? Well, the play goes the other way. Matt Duchesne, a former Avalanche, which uh, with 
how he was toward the end of his tenure at the Avalanche. It's kind of good that he's not with the team anymore. Got a hold of it and scored a few seconds later. The Predators went, uh, won that game 5-4. to four. And I think it was, again, complete and utter BS in that game. And I know uh, Lane is not watching at this point because we're talking hockey. And uh, he was ribbing me a few days ago about uh, my score of the beer that he uh, bought us. He, he was very disappointed in the low score on that. So I just wanted to throw this in right, right in this section where he's probably never going to see. <laughs> so anyway, Howie Blues. Yes, I got I got so agitated. <laughs> started, the fingers started going on the phone. I sent him a message and I groveled off to sleep. What are your thoughts? I actually was was kind of moving because you had sent me this stuff so that I was I was trying to look to see had there been any fallout, had anybody kind of reported on this, if there was um any any more details uh given and really not finding a whole lot the 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 only justification i'm i'm seeing in this one article is is basically uh and it's from a uh an espn commentator dave jackson and I'll just read it because that'll be the easiest. Uh, but he he said, put this out on Twitter. He goes, I'll try to explain what I think happened. Uh, Rantanen jumped onto the ice when the player coming off was at least 10 to 15 feet away. This is technically a penalty, but often ignored, especially if player stands against the boards and waits. He gets the break for jumping too soon but then the play develops and he ends up getting the puck just as the departing player is um, inches off the ice. I'm assuming that in the ref's judgment, Rantanen would not have gotten to the puck had he not entered the game early and thus gained an advantage. He would not have had it if he waited until his teammate was five feet from the bench. So that, that was his take on it, basically saying that Rantanen during the line change, just got on the ice too early. I, I haven't seen the play, so I can't say. But, uh, you know, when it's overtime, um, I, I, I will say this. From the high school hockey perspective of what I have seen from refs, uh, when you're in overtime, you try not to really call penalties unless it's really blatant. You try to let the teams play because the last thing you want to do is make a crappy penalty and have you know a team lose because you made a bad call so you tend to be a little bit more uh forgiving and letting them play so this kind of feels a bit like hey you know it, it just to, to play devil's advocate the ref could just be like no i'm gonna call it real tight and should have just probably let them play. Mm -hmm. So just just some thoughts as I was, as I said, just trying to do some quick looking to see 
was there any, uh, you know, because if it was a big controversy, you would find lots of comments and things like that. And I was just doing a quick search. But that's that's what I got for you. It's a sucky way to lose. Terrible mm-hmm. way to lose. Um, and if you're the refs, I know you don't owe the coach any sort of explanation, but you probably should have, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, realize that, yeah, he's probably going to have some not so nice things to say. Yeah. So. And I think that would have been uh, the sixth game in a row that the Avalanche had uh, come back from behind to win. So had they done that, they would have broken the or broken, excuse me, the franchise record for the entirety of the Colorado Avalanche and the Quebec Nordiques. So they just tied it at five and are again playing tonight and we'll see how that goes <sighs> so on with more fun news and an interesting twist related to wrestling so she is a wwe hall of famer she is known as sunny does not have the sunny background check yes she has had quite the criminal history over the past few years, including spending an entire 365 days in jail for some other charges. And uh, if I'm, I I might be wrong and I might misspeak here, but I think it was due to a DUI charge of some kind. She's had a few different run-ins and several arrests according to, well, several different reporting companies, but Earlier this week, she was arrested again. Yes, uh, this, uh, again, her her real name, if you didn't know, she's known as Sunny. Her name is Tammy Sitch, and she, even just a week or two ago, something, she was interviewed, you know, somewhere, said she's done with men because they didn't buy her dinner. Or something along those lines. So interesting thing to you know get out in into the um, press world. But then <clears throat> the, early this week, she was arrested, and not just for something small. She was arrested two counts of illegally possessing a weapon. I didn't see specifically what the uh, weapons were or why it was the illegal possession of a weapon because typically that's a firearm. And one count of terroristic threats. Some other information that was released is that it was against her partner, and she held a pair of scissors up to her partner's neck, threatening to, uh, I'm guessing, kill her. So, an interesting week, and of course, we will find out a little bit more what happens to Sunny and see if her outlook is partly cloudy or overcast. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned her past record, uh, Kidder. Um, so <laughs> here's the quick rundown. Um, in, uh, in, uh, 2012, she was arrested five times in a four week span for disorderly conduct, third degree burglary, and three counts of violating a protective order. She was arrested a sixth time in January of 2013 for violating a protective order. She served 114 days in jail and was released May of 2013. 
Uh, throughout May and June of 2015, she was pulled over and arrested in Pennsylvania three times for DUI. Uh, pled guilty to all three of the main charges, with lesser charges being dropped. Um, in uh, January 2016, she pleaded guilty to driving while under suspension. Uh, and was sentenced to 90 days in jail, but counted her 97 days in rehab as time served. Uh, September 2016, she was rushed to Palmerton Hospital from her home in Palmerton, Pennsylvania, with where alcohol was discovered. This led to a charge for violating the parole stemming from her three DUI cases from 2015. Um... Let's see, continuing on. While on probation, she was arrested in New Jersey two DUIs on January 23rd and February 2nd of 2018. Uh, it was also charged with fleeing the scene of an accident in relation to the February 2nd arrest. After failing to appear in court for either case, she was arrested on February 27th for two fugitive from justice charges and six counts of contempt of court. Uh, so if I've missed anything, March 20th, bench warrant was issued for her on February of 2019. Uh, and the Carbon County Probation Department filed a motion to revoke, uh, a motion to revoke her October 2018 parole. Uh, this was, which was all due to failure to continue her payment plan with Pennsylvania to cover the state's legal costs for her case. On uh, February 19, she was pulled over in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, where Seaside Heights police arrested her for driving while intoxicated and other driving offenses. Yeah. They discovered she still had outstanding warrants. Mm -hmm. I've lost count of how many times she's been arrested at this point. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, she was arrested July 13th, 2020 for allegedly eluding a police officer uh, contempt slash violation of a domestic violence restraining order and operating a motor vehicle during a second license suspension. Hmm. Yeah, she was uh, released then in June of 2021 due to a quarter. And then she was, as you just said, arrested recently. So, yeah. She can't sing Blue Skies smiling on her at, at all uh, lately because she's, she's in the slammer. So get it together. Come on now. Yeah. She had a, a very rocky kind of career once her time in WWE was over. It just kind of yeah. so it doesn't doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Speaking of Rocky, sort of, The Eternals was released on Disney Plus. It was in theaters for, I don't know, a month or two or something like that. And we waited, watched The Eternals and No spoiler review. Eh, it, it was there. There were some sweet effects. 
Like this, as we've talked about on this show before about, you know, Marvel movies unnecessarily putting in over effects for what the movie needs. This movie needed it, <clears throat> had some sweet effects and some sweet graphics, some sweet looks. But there were some really, really dumb pieces of the plot and things you go, what? Okay. So, and it's two and a half hours long if you watch the credits. And of course, there's an after credits scene as well. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that you felt the need to uh, watch this one. I would have told you to skip it. Not that I've seen it, but let's just face it. It's the Eternals. And who knows anything about the Eternals? Unless you have been reading comics for a long time. It just... I Yeah, it's, it's one of those where like when they announced it, I had to go up and like look on Wikipedia. Like, who are these guys? <laughs> um, so, so... But Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, right? Uh, that yeah. Listen, you can attach a a big star to a movie, and it can still be a bad movie. Um, there are plenty of examples of that. Uh, and Kidder, I would have said you would have much, much better have used your time if you would have checked out Spider Man into the Spider Verse instead. Which the trailer no. for the second one is out. I'm excited. No, I'm excited. Not wasting my time. You, you know, Kidder, I hate maybe, it. Maybe, Not going to happen. If you just need a, a, a nice nope. new hate. introduction to Spider-Man. You know, I've been I've been reading a little bit more at night, and uh, I've actually been reading uh, the ultimate Spider-Man. It was from the when Marvel did the ultimate line. Basically, they said, there's so much continuity here. How can anybody join into this stuff? So they kind of rebooted like everything to give a jump in point. Hmm. I see. And uh Gesundheit. tight. Yeah. Well, that one snuck <laughs> up on me. Uh anyway, so it's it's a retelling, but it's very well done. Um, absolutely love it. If you want, I can loan it to you when I'm done. It's very good. Very I appreciate good. it. I'll I'll let you just give me the two minute cliff notes on the show. Oh no, no, no. This isn't a show. This is a comic book, kidder. This is like you know, Oh, I, I know. I'm saying on this show, you can give me the two minute version oh. of it after you finish reading it. Uh, the, so the, then I don't the, have to read it. The, because the I won't vers- the two minute version. Spider Man. I just don't get the hate for Spider Man, kidder. It it's Yeah. Yep. I think I'm gonna go on change.org and start a petition to get you to read or at least watch into the Spider Verse. Well, you can certainly try. I don't care how many people sign a petition. I'm going to still grab a can right here and tell you exactly what to do with that petition. You know, you and I often talk about, uh, like, if we were to ever start a Patreon, I think this would be one of those stretch goals. Hey, if we reach this level, Kidder will watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If, if we make $5 million... In a month, I will watch the Spider-Man movie. The, I, what that, is it? Into the Spider-Verse? Into is, the is Spider-verse. that what this thing is? Okay. Yeah. I will watch that god-awful movie if it's we not- make $5 million in one month. There it is. So whenever 
whenever the first dollar comes in, and I'm even going to throw this open. So whenever the first dollar comes in, the clock starts 31 days. I will give you the 31 days. No matter what month it is, a full calendar month, 31 days from start to finish. If we make five mil, I'll watch it. And then after the 31 days, if we don't make it, and then we get our next dollar, the clock starts over. So it's like a repetitive stretch goal that'll never end. It's like Lamb Chops play along. Okay. I, I just got to push back because you called it god-awful, okay? Let's, <laughs> let's just talk about the awards it has won, okay? Somebody's triggered. <laughs> it, it received the Annie Award for Best Character Animation in a Film. The Annie Four Award judges. for Outstanding Achievement. Uh, it's not giving me the full list here. But anyway, it also won the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation, the Critics' Choice Award uh, for Best Animation, uh, the Bandung Film Festival for Imported Film, the New York Film Critics Circle Award for Best Animation, the Golden Globe Award for Best Animated Feature, the BAFTA Award for Best Animated Film, the Annie Award for Best Animated Feature, and the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. Hmm. Damn it, Kidder, this thing's got a lot of awards associated to it, which is actually, it has more awards than any of the other Marvel movies altogether. So... Tells me that there's a lot of critics out there who have no taste. It was actually just a really good movie, Kidder. Like, I, listen, I'm not just trying to, to troll you on this because I think, oh, you should watch Spider-Man. I'm, I'm telling you this. It's a really good movie. It's very good. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was going to say, you know how long it took me to watch uh, the one of the first Marvel movies? And I don't even remember which one it was. And I say the first as in the first of all of these that created the giant push for all the Marvel movies. I think we, it was still a good two, three years before I saw the, the first one of the first ones. So either way, either way, no, no. No, not going to happen. Five million, one month, 31 days, not a second longer. Beerbluesbs.com. You can buy us a lot of beer. I'm disappointed in you. I am. Just throwing down the gauntlet because, I mean, just think what we can do with $5 million. We can actually get a studio. <laughs> right, but we will never achieve that goal. I... That was just, to, to be honest, Skitter, that was the chicken shit kind of way to do that. <laughs> I got to say it. You know, you could have put down a reasonable thing, but $5 million in a month, it That's ain't reasonable happening. to me. I mean, it's a full 31 days. I could have said a week. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> a chicken shit uh, to put on there. So uh, everybody, you can send your hate mail to Kidder at BeerBluesNBS.com. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. That's fine. I've dealt with a lot of disappointment this week, so just add it on. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna blame this on curmudgeon Kidder, and uh, yeah, mm. yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know what, Kidder? Maybe we just need to have a what's on tap round two. That's definitely going to help the situation. 
Maybe. You it s- depends on what it is, because I, I know the other beer is within the family of the one that we just finished. So, what is number two? Well, Kidder, uh, and, you know, I was I was maybe thinking of being leaned on you and not necessarily making you drink another one after the uh, reaction you got to the last one. This is another one from Shiner. Uh, this is the Berliner Weiss. Again, 12 floral ounces. Uh, let me see. The flor- floral ounces? They put flowers in these things now? It's fluid ounces. It's, it's okay. It's a citrus beer, so there might be. Yes, this is a German-style sour ale. Yep, brewed with citrus fruit peel. Oh, it is a fruit peel within the glass. Oh, this is crazy. It has a peel right on the front of the can. Look at the peel. 4.1% alcohol by volume. And warning, it contains wheat. And I apologize to all of our listeners in Germany for Kidder's terrible German accent. It's not really German accent. It's more of the the Klaus and uh, I forget the other one's name. On the Arctine Hunger Force is kind of what it is. But uh, sponsor again of uh, your Colorado Avalanche from Ball Corporation right there on the back of the can. And another product of Shiner, Texas in the uh, Spitzel Brewery. What's it smell like there, Howie Blues? Hmm. Well, not like fruit. Well, that's an odd smell. I mean, it's kind of like lemon. It's, it's almost like a cleaner that you've left out overnight. See, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not picking up any of the, the lemon. No? I'm getting, I'm, no, I'm almost getting much more of like, uh, the first thing that jumps into my mind is tuna. <laughs> hmm. Mine isn't as fishy, so maybe you got a different batch than I did. Wait, what's the expiration date on this thing? Um, 11... I don't know. I think it might be in German. Yeah. <laughs> 11.31.14 for the time that it was canned. Yeah, Where's the something... fresh date? Where I, is I don't it? Know. Come on now. I don't know. This is anyway. terrible. All right. Cheers to oh. <laughs> oh 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 it hits you on the side of your woo it just hits you right in the face oh, oh. yeah you taste the beer and then here's some lemon <laughs> the lemon's right here it's gonna get you good yeah it's, it's definitely got like the cheap beer like initial taste it's like taking a swig of like a miller light and then somebody uh, hits you with a sack of lemons yeah yeah <laughs> i i don't know <coughs> i i i don't even know i don't have words for it oh. the le- the cleaner just cleaned my brain it's just like <laughs> I, that's like all I have to say about it. It's just, oh, you remember those wow. old bitter beer face commercials? Yes. 
where they take a sip of beer and then their whole face like sucks in on itself. <laughs> That's exactly what I felt that this did to me. <laughs> uh, the overall you- taste isn't terrible. I mean, I love lemon. I will, I will drink straight lemon juice because it's good. And this, woo. Hmm. I, I will say my uh, my executive director, who um, happy birthday by the way, in case he does listen this far uh, into it, he does occasionally listen. Um, he was telling me that in uh, in Germany. They have very strict rules on what is beer and what is not beer. And uh, fruit in beer, therefore, makes it not beer. So even though this is a German-style beer, the Germans would say, that is not beer. So, But this is lemon. Why you put lemon pledge into beer? This is crazy. He just seen the look that he just had on his face. <laughs> that was classic. Oh, that that one might be tougher than the other one to finish. Um, we're, we're I don't know that I'm going to knock that one out in 20 three. minutes. <laughs> what? We're going to have to have a what's on tap three just to get the taste of the first two out of our mouth. <laughs> I get that, Kidder, but uh, the like I didn't bring the third beer down, so I'd have to make a run. But That's fine. Do we really? We have this? time. Well, uh, we have roughly an hour left wow what are we gonna do with all of this time uh i think we're going to uh maybe discuss some things that we have been watching so it's the top of the show you mentioned that we have not trespassed and therefore have clean criminal records unlike Somebody in the UK who likes to walk a straight line across the the country. What? And I know you got obsessed. You got obsessed with this, like ridiculously obsessed. What? What is the update? Please tell us that that these yahoos got arrested or got a uh, uh, I don't know. Some kind of a, a cart? Excuse me. That lemon came out of nowhere. Oh. I I don't know. Did they get a segue? Please segue to something. <laughs> yeah, no. Um so so the third video came out this week and I I, I did watch it. And I it, it's interesting, Kidder, because in, in episode two he had uh, and for those who maybe haven't caught us talking about this before um we're talking about a youtuber by the name of geo wizard he's been doing these straight line missions where he tries to walk across the country in a straight line and he has a whole rating system of how far he's allowed to go off the line and all of that and he's he's been doing this this is his third attempt to try and get across wales and in the second episode he had a they had quite the run-in with a farmer and uh, needless to say, he exhausted himself, and while jumping over a fence, he rolled his ankle terribly um, and such. So they continued for a third day, and uh, it, it's interesting, Kidder, because it has brought up something interesting, because on the at the end of the, uh, of the third day, which they didn't get very far, they decided to 
um, they they had kind of a quite the run in. I don't want to give a lot away. They were having some problems with their GPS system, so they ended up bailing on the third day, going back to their their hotel. And the plan is in the next video for them to pick it up again. And he's kind of claiming that well, this would be a success if he makes it. And I, I, I would like to just say, I think it's a bit of shenanigans because so far the way that he has always pitched it is, it's not successful unless you stay on the line. So he has to camp on the line. You know, I get that at times, like when he does camp, he might, like he turns off the GPS and he'll go and grab like firewood or, you know, there's sometimes, you know, where it's like, okay, I can understand that. But this is like literally going staying in a hotel somewhere else coming back uh so there's a little bit of question because he did this on his first time the first attempt across wales which he he failed and gave up on because he uh mistakenly left his food behind because that was a mm. dumb move um yeah yeah uh you know he he went rested for a week, came back and finished, but he didn't consider that a success. But it seems like this time he's he's going to try and call it a success. And I think it's because he's tired of trying to get across Wales. Um, but I I don't know. I have a hard time if, like, I, to me it's like, it's, it's like, well, I didn't count it the first time, but this time, yeah, it's okay because I don't want to do this again. Uh, yeah, I'm calling shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing, but I will say, Kidder, uh, because of that, I actually uh, found a couple other people trying this challenge. Are are they also in the UK? Uh, one of them me? is. One of them is okay. this. Uh, the first uh, he runs a video or a channel called uh, Marcus the Chess Teacher. And while mostly he does videos about chess, uh, he decided after watching the GeoWizards first video. The Avs, I think, scored. Kidder didn't say anything. I didn't I didn't want to interrupt you because you're you saying this. I didn't want it's breaking breaking sports news. In the history of the, I was gonna, it's the first time in the history of this show that you didn't just react to it. People by now are used to you just going, go! <laughs> Nazim Kadri in the shootout in the final frame, in fact, the fourth frame of the shootout. <sighs> whoop, whoop, straight in your Colorado Avalanche for the Arizona Coyotes. Three. They play again tomorrow night, and we'll see how. Those teams do because I believe it is a home and home series. By the way, uh, Pavel Frenzos, Frankie, your Colorado Avalanche goalie for this evening. Zero shots allowed in the shootout. And so he's still, still a 100% in the shootout. It's also the 13th consecutive home win for the Colorado Avalanche, which sets a franchise record for that <clears throat> so big congratulations to the abs go abs go let's keep winning 
and uh, bring home the cup this year. So, you were saying, going back saying. to the UK and elsewhere, these other morons taking a trip straight across as best right. they can. Right. And this, this Marcus, the chess teacher, he's clearly somebody who watched the first uh Geo Wizard's first attempt across Wales and thought, I could do that. And you know, Kidder, I would like to think that if if you and I were thinking we're gonna go on this long hike and in four or five days, you know, we're gonna make this hike, we're not gonna stop, you know, we're we're gonna do this. We would do a lot of prep work to this. We would you'd really want to think it out. And this guy does not anything out he decided instead of maybe stashing food along the way he uh he decided to carry it all so he carried all of his supplies so like he gets to the first fence and you just watch him struggle to like throw his bag over the fence and you're just like he's not gonna last he had to stop, I think, like he said, like every 10 minutes to take the bag off because it was hurting his back. It's like, well, you probably should have researched. There are a lot <laughs> of people who do these long distance hikes. They could probably tell you how much you should consider keeping in your bag. He then uh, has a huge failure with calibrating his GPS. So the line he that he starts following is not the line he planned out. So he ends up going through terrain that he never expected to go through. Whoops. You know, so, so that was terrible. I mean, the guy, the guy was having bad luck right off the beginning, like in the first, like 10, 15 minutes, he left his gloves back at the starting point and had to backtrack 10, 15 minutes to get Rookie them. move. Um, he also continues the trend uh, that I have found in these videos of people having incredible paranoia over things that they should not. Uh, you could just tell. It's like, well, you were born and raised in the city because like the first field he gets in and he's walking through and there's a herd of sheep in front of him. He's like, well, animals can be dangerous. So I had to go 15 meters out of, you know, offline to avoid these sheep. <laughs> Because the sheep might attack. I have to go around them. Well, I can't go through that. I have to go around these sheep. Just to hope I don't get attacked. Some people's kids. Yeah. And here in the Montana Rockies, up in the middle of nowhere on a top of a mountain that you drug us brother nico and i you drug us up to the way top and it's just this past this next point after the next 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 there's some like i don't know big horn rams up there and all kinds of stuff and we're just walking right by them like hey what's up dude and, ah. yeah, no, <laughs> all right yep yeah so clearly the Triple B brothers are tougher than some city sap from the UK. Yeah. I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. But uh, Kidder, 
I, I had to add this because um, the audience doesn't know this, but we had a bit of a, a delay in starting tonight's episode. Uh, and I was waiting for you for quite a while. But I said I was entertaining myself. Kidder, I found another straight line mission video, and that's what I was watching while you were gone. <laughs> um, this one, it's the first time I've seen one where it's four guys doing this. Um, and they're not quite frat guys, but they're college kids, and they're definitely dumb college kids. Um, because in the first, like, bit... They're like, we started our launch because their their thought was they're in Idaho. So these guys are actually in the United States. And their thought was, we're going to walk from our apartment in Moscow, Idaho, to this dam 40 miles away in a straight line. And they decided hmm. to start their line on their second floor balcony. So, of course, they had to start off by jumping off the balcony down to the ground. And, of course, their downstairs neighbor stuck her head out and like, hey. Don't do that. You could be breaking the balcony. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, it's, uh, I mean, it, it suffers a lot of the same problems from anybody who's trying this for the first time where they're doing a lot of like the, gosh, we didn't realize how bad this was going to be and uh, such. Uh, at least the guy who's filming and the one other guy, they feel very bad about trespassing. Uh, there's a couple of times so far in what I've seen where they're like, like, hmm, we're going to have to go through this person's yard and scale their giant fence to the street. <laughs> so I'll give them that. But the worst thing about it, Kidder, like the whole thing starts off and clearly they have access to a drone and it's all these beautiful drone shots and just beautiful cinematography. I mean, it's gorgeous. The first like intro to this video the whole rest of the video, oh my god, it, it it's kidder. If, if I was to 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 show, I'm going to grab my webcam here, but the camera angle is always like this, down at their feet, walking. Like you oh, never great. see anybody's head. So as they're walking along, they're like, "Look at this fantastic view," <laughs> and you can't you can't see anything. It's it's uh it's bad. You needed to terrible. To, yeah, it's 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 tough. I don't know if I'll make it through, although I am already halfway through. It's um yeah. So needless to say, I'm still watching these straight line mission videos. Um they still I still find them fascinating. Um the stupidity that I, I see is just amazing. And I will let you know once I see the last bit of the Geo Wizard's third attempt to cross Wales. I'll let you know what he ends up deciding about is his mission a success or a failure because, boy, you better believe I'm going to have an opinion on that. So <laughs> that's what I have been watching, Kidder, um, as of recently when I've had time, which has been a lot, but yeah. Wonderful. It's probably background noise, too, while you're editing these episodes. <laughs> um, a little bit. A little bit. It's kind of hard to pay attention to to what I'm editing and that. Um, but you know, it, it's a nice kind of like palate cleanser while I'm editing. Like if I need to take a break or or such, it's yeah. It's still interesting mm -hmm. to see what people decide. Oh, I'll cross here, or I'm gonna go offline here, and it's just interesting. So. Mm. What have you been watching, Kidder? 
<laughs> I <clears throat> I keep up on a couple uh, different things, including, uh, as you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that <clears throat> the revenge of the lemon. <clears throat> okay. The Expanse is one series that I have really enjoyed since it started on sci-fi. Uh well, I suppose six or seven years ago when it started. And today was the series finale. The final season was six episodes. So generous of Amazon to make six whole episodes. You know, don't do the whole season right and expound upon many interesting things. Nope, you get six episodes. Fine. So I watched that earlier tonight and I, I still love the episode and they left it open so they could continue with some of the other things that they did not come anywhere near finishing or looking into. In fact, there's a whole arc in the six episodes that were this final season that I don't know why were they were there because... If they're not doing any more episodes, it doesn't make any sense to have them in there because they're not going to explain what the hell happened. Super confused by that. And then the animated series Star Trek Prodigy. It is uh, a Nickelodeon, essentially uh, Nick show, but uh, airing on Paramount Plus soon to be debuting on Nickelodeon television. And I think even you would get a kick out of this series there, Jaco, because it's kind of uh, almost from an outsider perspective. Not that you're an outsider and have no idea about Star Trek or Starfleet or anything like that, but it's uh, th this group of kids, basically, and their journey into learning about Starfleet and its principles and things like that. And they run into different species along the way. And I'm of course sitting there pointing out, Oh, I think that's a, this race. And Oh, look, there's that race. So there's a few interesting th connections that uh, I think you would even appreciate uh, watching that. Plus the animation is gorgeous. Uh, the space scenes and different planets and uh, nebula, and you know, the, the, Space-looking things are absolutely gorgeous. Make some nice wallpaper. So those are really two things that uh, really been watching. Trying to keep up on AEW and WWE. I know I made a comment uh, to you after... <clears throat> Gosh, that lemon's just hanging out. Ah. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh. I, I sent you an article because Greg Hamilton uh, used to be a ring announcer for WWE. And I, to be honest with you, thought he was still with the company. Uh, well, it turns out this week he was in a horrible crash or might have even been last week by now, but he was in a horrible crash, nearly passed away uh, as in his Life was that close from being taken with how bad the crash was, but he survived, bumped up a little bit, but he'll be good. So he's taking some time uh, mentally to process that. And I understand how that works, but 
in there, he talked about how he's not going to be doing any ring announcing anymore. And uh, the article mentioned that he left WWE in October. And I was like, what? How did I miss that? And he's been gone for three months. Oh, right. Because I fast forward through 80% of the product. Yeah. I did that again for this week's Monday Night Raw. I watched the Brock Lesnar segment, which had some laughs to it, and then fast-forwarded through most of it because RK-Bro is no longer a tag team, and they lost the tag team titles to American Alpha or whatever, the Alpha Academy, whatever, Alpha Academy. That's what they are now. So they are now the new tag team champions, and there is kind of a heel turn by... uh, Almost a superhero. <clears throat> that lemon's gonna kill me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's they have so few people, and there's like nothing interesting that they're doing, so it's really difficult. But um, yeah, the I fast forward through ninety percent to maybe ninety five percent of of this week's episode. Um, other things to note with wrestling. Uh, WWE side is that Corey Graves is apparently cleared to enter the ring again and, and be a competitor. And I'm like, okay. Um, I, I guess then, then we don't have to hear you on commentary at the time. He was a fresh take and he actually had some insiders perspective on different moves and things, but the way that he is on commentary, it isn't quite, uh, like I, I would like uh, in the terms of Excalibur on the AEW side, being a former wrestler and knowing all the moves and being able to provide that analysis instead of a former ESPN commentator who has nothing to do with wrestling. And of course, that's uh, the Vic Joseph or whatever his name was, the former guy who was there for like a month and had no clue about wrestling. <clears throat> but there's that. Uh, AEW, I haven't even watched this week's episodes yet because I've been behind with uh, having to do some other stuff. So I'm wanting to watch that, and uh, I don't know if I'll get to it tonight, but it might be tomorrow. Mm. I don't know. But I've thoroughly enjoyed their product more and WWE product. Yeah. I, I will say, Kidder, um, I actually, while I, w- I was um, I was cleaning some brushes tonight uh, before the show, and I was listening to some commentary about this week's uh, AEW Dynamite, and uh, they weren't giving it some um, high ratings. They said that it was kind of too frantic of a show, trying to do too much, trying to set up too many storylines and, and such, and just there's a little chaotic in that sense. So um, something to keep in mind. I won't give you any more spoilers um, since you haven't watched it. Um, yeah. And I won't say I, there's some things I was, I actually, I was, I was so used to you of seeing it. I was like, Oh, I'll have stuff to actually comment based off of this commentary. And now <laughs> I will just sit here on it. And, um, That's how it drink goes. This lemony beer. I finished mine and <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it's like right there. It's just, it's, it's not like the static of the cherry lime, but this, this is just, 
It just doesn't fade. It just doesn't fade. With every drink, you just get punched with lemon. Mm. Yeah. It it just keeps going and going. So there's that. Um, I I was going to say that you could just just tell me, because now that uh, I've seen you know some of the spoilers uh, a little bit of the spoilers uh some video clips i tried to go past them but you know how it is when when you see different articles but yeah i the the big one uh, that i was going to chat with is there's the uh cm punk wardlow match um I, and one of the commentators i was listening to uh was lance storm if you remember that name and yep. he was not a fan of that. Um, he was feeling like it just it didn't do anything for the feud between CM Punk and MJF and kind of set up a Wardlow MJF uh, feud. And it's a shame because the MJF CM Punk stuff was really good. So now it's you're going to have to try and build this back. Uh, he said, it's not a good look for CM Punk and hearing what happened in the match. It's not a good luck for CM Punk. Um, it, in fact, I would probably put it, and this is just off the description I heard. Uh, it's some real WWE bullshit. <laughs> Great. So, um, you know, it's clear that they have a story that they want to tell and it's just, don't know that this was the best way to set it up. Also, Lance Storm, not a fan of the interim title uh, the, that Sammy Guevara is having. He feels like a title is a title and you should have the title and it should have this interim thing. I disagree. I think it leads to at least some storytelling with it. And it's a great way to just handle the promise of having a championship match when one of your competitors is out with COVID. But I know they were a little upset because it will be announced on Dynamite, Kidder, when you do get to it, returning next week, Cody Rhodes. So he was gone for like two weeks, and now he's back. And why did we have this this match and all of this? So it's completely worthless, like I was saying, on on our Battle of the Belts show. I, you know, I, I think it was a, I think it was an okay way to do it i i as i said i like it because it has that more sports feel of the interim i just you know um in that case and i i would agree with like um one of the other commentators i was listening to on this why not instead of doing that especially if he's only going to be gone for that long put the tag team titles up instead and make that your third title match Mm -hmm. and it's like Fair point. Honestly, fair point. I can I can see that. If you needed the third Which is match what for- I said, because they had just won them, and so what better thing to do than, oh, you just won them. Let's have a title match then right away and see if you can keep these after your hard-fought victory the night before. We'll see, but yeah, that was some of the commentary I... Hmm. Well, we'll see. I'll take a watch at some point, and... Um, That'll be that, I guess. Do we need a what's on tap three? I'm working on it, Kidder. I got a little bit left. Okay. Got a little bit left. I'm trying. I'm trying. I did a lot of talking, so I haven't been doing a lot of drinking. Because <laughs> we have... <clears throat> Here's the thing. We have, we have a third one in this trifecta that, that we could... <laughs> I don't know if... 
I might die from it. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to go for the trifecta when once you're finished with that? Well, I was going to say, if you want to take a quick pause, I'll go up and grab it quick. Okay. And then we can come back. I'll try and finish this quick, and then we can pick up with the last few topics we have on this epic run sheet of content. Epic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> wow! Look at that glorious, glorious area right there. Look at, just look at that. You know, I leave for a little bit, and you turn on lawn mowing simulator. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look at that. It's gorgeous. I don't know. It looks like you missed a spot. I haven't done it yet. Oh, so you're sliding. I didn't, I didn't have time. You got your beer quickly. <laughs> I got my beer quickly and also used the facilities because Kidder. Awesome. I, I, I had to tell you this because you'll, you'll get a kick out of it. Um, I had to put my phone on. Uh, silent because I was in a, a fairly important meeting that I talked about earlier in the show. Um, so, Kidder, you'll, you'll actually have to watch this one to find out what the meeting was about. It's a cool meeting. But anyway, because of that, I came home and got right to shoveling snow because I had snow on my driveway. And because my phone was still on silent, I missed a call from my wife that, hey, that, you know, my in laws would like to take us all to dinner at Who Hot. And uh, by the time I got her message after shoveling snow, I'm like, by the time I get down there, they've already been down there 45 minutes. They're going to be done eating. There's no point in me driving from my place down there. So she she offered to uh, grab a to-go from them uh, for me. And I said, sure. And uh, I, I love Lefty dearly. But... Uh, she she tried her best to make something that she thought I would like, and I'm going to say this. It was a bit heavy on the jalapenos and very light on the sauce, so it was literally like a bowl of noodles and vegetables, but it, you know, I like hot, spicy food, but that's all I was getting. <laughs> and I kid you not, it took me like, I drank like two and a half glasses of water just to get through this. And it's like, well, that's mm. my dinner. I'm, I'm going to eat it. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, Kidder, I've had a lot to drink tonight. And uh, mm -hmm. I've been needing that bathroom break for quite a while. So Wonderful. I, well, I'm glad, <laughs> glad we could afford you that. <laughs> yes, although I am a little disappointed in that meal that it wasn't strong enough to kill the taste buds. So I still have to taste this, um, this beer. But uh, let's finish it's this lemon one quick. When you were mentioning about uh, having to use the facilities, it reminded me of something else that I hated about this week and something stupid because uh, at work, but uh, I don't know, two hours in, I had drank enough water by then and I need to go and visit the urination station. So I walked my happy butt over to the bathroom and do my business flush pulling up my zipper and i pull up and suddenly my hand is right here and i'm holding the zipper in my hand what the hell 
So then I spent the next 25 to 30 minutes trying to screw with the stupid thing to get it back onto the zipper because the zipper was fine. The zipper is still there in the pants. I'm holding the damn thing in my hand. So it just came off the track, right? That should be fine. So I'm standing in the bathroom trying to get the thing and I'm swearing at it. You mother and i'm going trying to do and now i'm sweating because i'm sitting there trying to get the freaking thing back on and i'm like you know what this is freaking stupid so i straighten myself out as best i can so then whatever sneak my way back to my office and sit down pick up the phone mrs I need a new pair of pants, please. My zipper flew off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't was, get her. Yeah. I, 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 sorry. This whole story makes me laugh because um, I, I've been through your office once. Um, I'm guessing these aren't the largest bathroom facilities because it's kind of a small office building. And... Uh, I'm sure that they're not like super soundproof. So the only thing I I can think of <laughs> is what's it like for the person who happens to walk by the bathroom and hear you swearing <laughs> the door. All I gotta say is that wasn't me. <laughs> that was somebody else. I was dead at the time. Oh well, kidder, yeah. should we do round three? Of these not so great <laughs> beers. <clears throat> yeah, I'm already dying. So this one is uh, again the the shiner. I think it's out of the same the same pack there with the the old prickly pear. There you go. Nice green perry can. And it's all prickly. So this is beer brewed with pickly pear fruit and with the natural flavor added. Hopefully less than the lemon that is still killing my throat. Uh, let's see. Again, Shiner, Texas, Spatzel Brewery. And 4.9% alcohol by volume. It is a 12-ounce can. And again, the alu- aluminum, that is, by the Ball Corporation, a proud partner of your Colorado Avalanche. So. <clears throat> you're sniffing it. What do you think? What's your sniffer say? Well, again, not really picking up much of anything. It almost smells like the lemon one. Come on. Yeah, I, I, a, a little bit. Yeah. <coughs> you know, kidder, it, it's 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 rare in life that you buy a whole sampler pack of a beer and all of them are bad. <laughs> Managed to find it. <laughs> well, as I said, the, the these three beers and this sampler pack was recommended to me by my dad for this show because content. So, you know. And further reason why, if he likes these, that he sincerely has zero taste in beer. No. Like so, these. cheers he, to he, you, Howie Blues. <laughs> yeah. He likes yeah, he these. He doesn't like these at all. In fact, that was part of it. It's like, these are so terrible. You need to have these on your show. Hmm. Okay. Why does it taste like moss smells? (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Right? I mean, did they like pick up a bunch of these prickly pears from down by the river with some government remanufactured cheese, throw it in a blender and, and then ferment it? Oh, you know what that it tastes like a really weak tasting gummy bear a little bit like at the beginning, but then it's kind of got a I don't know what you would classify that aftertaste as, but it's <laughs> prickly to my taste buds. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> well, Kidder, now that we've tasted all three of these, okay, mm -hmm. if, you, if you had, if you had to drink them, you know, in, in an order, like, I, I, I guess I, you know, I would, this is I so would, bad, I can't, I talk. would build a time machine and go back in time to say no. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if, if let's rank them here. Like, if 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 we were to offer oh. these three, what would be the order that you would drink them again? Like, what would your be your first <laughs> choice if you had no other choice, second and third? You know, I think if you drink the lemon one first, it's got such a powerful overtone that punches your throat. <clears throat> so then it kind of numbs you for the other two. So I would go with the lemon one, which, uh, again, is the Berliner Weiss. And then I would have to go with, mm, yeah, I think I'd go with, with the pear, prickly pear. Ugh. <clears throat> and then I think I would go with the Agua Fresca, although this one might be a good second instead. So <clears throat> I'm yeah, kind of torn because they're all like, uh, uh, 0.5 rating. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with that rating. Um, in fact, I might even say that that's a bit too generous. Uh, but I would... We've never given a beer a zero on this, even an IPA. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, we'll, we'll continue to be generous at least then. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I would agree with you. The lemon one first. I think I would go with the Agua Fresca second. And I, this one is my least favorite of the uh, of the three. Um, this is going to be the biggest struggle for me to finish. And at some point, I will probably just have to bite the bullet and try. Oh. <laughs> this is worse than the Natty Light Seltzer. Oh. Oh. <coughs> It just six. It just gets stuck in your throat, <clears throat> like a, uh, oh. You just can't get rid of it. Listen, I think you and I can both go on record as saying, you know, we both like uh, Shiner beer. You know, yeah. I, I've enjoyed their candy pecan. Uh, I know you drink Shiner Bach on the show fairly regularly. Like we do, we we have nothing wrong with Shiner. I mean, it is the official beer of Farva. You know. But this sampler pack has got to be the worst. And now I am trying to figure out who to pawn off uh, my duplicates of these two. Who do I know? Because, like, you you have the misses. Maybe I could give them to you, Kidder. I'll give you my, my second three, and you can give them to Lane. Hey, we got you these tasty beers, Lane. <laughs> it's time. 
<coughs> it's time for us to buy you a beer. And I say that with all all love and respect as this beer is trying to kill me by coating my throat. Yeah. <clears throat> Needless to say, Kidder, we'd have two weeks to pull it off. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, you're yeah. going to be here soon for the Royal Rumble. Um, I mean, that's two weeks away, so we'd be, we'd be running it close. Yeah. So we'll have I... to have to run it a little bit closer than that. We'll, yeah. we'll have to We'll have to figure out a rendezvous point, do the exchange, and <clears throat> yeah, we we just tried these. They're going to be on an upcoming episode, and Lane, we would love for you to to uh, drink these with us while you're watching the show. Yeah, please, well, and, and and he could give his opinion. You know, if if he mm-hmm. uh, wanted to give us some uh, some In notes, the comments, some ratings. Well, hey, I mean, even if he just told you, uh, you know, you can always report in. Kind of like I report in uh, my dad's ratings. Uh, but it'd be great because I know he loves to look in the comment section. So if he could just light it on fire, the whole comment section, multiple comments, get their highest rating. <clears throat> excuse me. The highest number of comments on a single episode. I know that he can do it. Wow. Yeah, it would be good. Oh. It's a challenge for Lane. Okay. Well, you and I will work out the details of the handoff. Um, oh. And such. Um, uh. Yeah. But uh, speaking <laughs> of ratings, Kidder, uh, I talked about it last week. I figured I'd uh, share. Um, last week, I mentioned that I had once again listened to the fantastic album, Everybody Wants the Struts. And was inspired to go out and buy uh, their second and third album. And so, Kidder, tonight I'm going to review their second album, The Struts, Young and Dangerous. Wow. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. If you want to hold up the back, get it switched yeah. over to you. Yeah, there, there we go. There's there's the back with the track list. There's the, the gents. So... Um. On uh, on the first listen through on this kidder, and I will say, I had high hopes for this because I absolutely love their first album. It is really close to what I call a perfect album. You know, a perfect album to me is an album where you love every track on the album, which is a very difficult feat. Um, I only have a few albums in my collection where I can say I love every single song on this. Um, the, the one I always use as a great example is the Fratelli's Costello music. Um, that to me has a perfect album. Uh, Everybody Wants the Struts. It has one song on it whose name I'm blanking on, and I blame the prickly pear. Um, but it, the tone is just different compared to everything else on the album that it just... It's, it's my least favorite. Um, so on this, I was hoping that it would be a follow-up. And I will say, Kidder, for their second album, they 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 are starting to change their sound a bit. So there are a couple of tracks on here that are very similar to their first album. Um, tracks like Body Talks, which is the lead-off uh, song, uh, Prima Donna Like Me, Bulletproof Baby. All, all three of those could have been on the first album. The uh, one of the bigger disappointments is they released a single called One Night Only, 
which is a fantastic song, and I was hoping it was on here, and it's not. So that was a bit of a disappointment when I read the track list because it's like I, I do enjoy that uh, that particular single. Um, and I will say, Kidder, as I was listening through this, about track oh eight, like it starts to go downhill for me on this particular album. They start kind of getting into their ballads and such, and their sound is just different. It's like they started off, it's like, okay, yeah, more of the struts. And it's just like, no, nah, we're going to start playing with our sound, playing with our sound, playing with our sound. And uh, yeah, I don't know what to think. Uh, the worst one on here, I think, is track 11, Freak Like Me. Yeah, I, it, I didn't care for that one. Uh, and then to my, my last kind of bit on this uh to give the uh way back in our interview uh with blake bedsall on our bonus episode um i had brought up a theory that was given to me a long time ago that the seventh song on an album is always the best song and on here the seventh song is a song called fire and then it's got in parentheses part one it's a it's they have a two-part song on here so the first part is is fire, and then track twelve is ashes, and that's part two. And uh, part one is kind of yeah, uh, that it's telling a story kind of throughout about it's kind of a love story. So <laughs> fire is all about hey, me and this you know girl, it's great, it's a great relationship, but we're on fire, we're burning brightly, that kind of thing, and then. Uh, track 12 is it's over and I like track 12 a lot um, because they they start off kind of slow they hit their chorus when they come back to their second verse they pull classic classic I say it it's their original sound they, they go back to their original sound for the second verse it and it makes sense within the story the only negative I have about the track Ashes, um, Kidder, you know the song um, We Are Young by Fun, right? Yeah. <clears throat> There's a part in that song where they do the, you know, we can go higher, right? Mm -hmm. Luke Spiller on this, the, the lead vocalist of the Struts, when he sings the word fire in the the track ashes he has that same intonation on the when he does fire he does it just like it bugged me the first time i heard it all <laughs> all i i know that from somewhere it is i'm not saying like that he stole it or plagiarized it or that but it's like i hear that and it took me out of the song because i'm like i've heard this before what what is the song and i i, I figured it out on my drive home tonight i'm like oh yeah it's fun but it's so close like, it's just a weird intonation thing in there, and it's just, like, it's the one thing that bugs me. Otherwise, it's a great song. Overall, I like the album. It's uh, it's it's good. It's not as great as everybody wants the struts, uh, but enjoyable. And I don't mind it being in my collection. So that is Howard's review of the struts, Young and Dangerous. <clears throat> it's very interesting. And again, between the pear and the lemon and the agua, <clears throat> it's just building up 
to <laughs> I took another shot. I should have. Oh. To to okay. build a uh, let's see. I, build off what you're saying, and I can't remember if it's a Blackville Brides or if it's asking Alexandria. Because both of them have new singles right now, and I don't catch the name of it. Excuse me, most of the time that I'm driving, and I haven't caught it enough to see what it is and the title and whatnot. But the new single, oh, oh, <coughs> okay. <Whew. clears throat> the Shiners are giving us a Shiner mm-hmm. run for our money. So again, I don't remember which band because both of them have some similar sounds. I think it's asking Alexandria. Either way, in the new single, there's some whistling in the background as part of the song. Now, do you remember the Culver's commercials from a few years ago with the I mean, I know it's very, very general, but it's a Culver's commercial. And you go find Culver's commercials with the theme and the whistling. You listen to that, and then you listen to this new song, and you're like, are they fans of Culver's, or are they just bad at making music? Because that's all I hear when I hear the song. I'm thinking that there's a butter burger coming at me like this <laughs> and like get a concrete mixer, have some cheese curds and the crinkle cut fries. And I shouldn't be thinking that about a rock band. Yeah. So I, I, I know I've, I've heard a couple of um, artists talk about the fact that uh, sometimes you hear it's a it's a riff, it's a sound, and it just sticks in your your head, and you kind of uh, eventually, like years down the road, like it's still there, but you have forgotten that it is somebody else's work, and you it comes back up, and you're like, oh yeah, I have this great idea, and you don't realize that you're pulling somebody else's out. I, I've heard comedians talk about the same thing with jokes, where they hear a joke from somebody's routine and the idea of it sticks in their head. And the next thing you know, years down the line, they they come up with a bit and it's, it's not intentionally that they meant to steal it. It was just, they heard it and it's been so long that they have forgotten that it was somebody else's bit. So very possible. They could have heard that in a Culver's ad and it just stuck as an earworm and they forgot that, no, this wasn't an original idea. This is, but it, yeah, it is very distracting when you hit something like that. So I think it's, and I'm trying to confirm it. Well, while, while you're, you're just digesting that. I think it is asking Alexandria. <clears throat> In fact, I think the name of the song is never going to learn. And, uh, the official music video. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's this, it's this song. So I I don't want to play it because of the D, DMCA and, and us getting a strike on all of our accounts. But uh, what I'll do, I just sent 
the the link in the the chat to Howard and and uh, he's so graciously posted in the comments so then you can look at it on the YouTube and you can see their official music video and hear the yeah. <laughs> and everything in that I I don't know I'll yeah I, I I'll try and the- do some research and find the the uh, Culver's commercial but. Yeah, uh, if you do that, Kinder, I was already planning on because again, same reasons of putting, um, seeing if I could find a um, like a YouTube version of Ashes and Funds. Um, we are young, and put them, put the links to both, so people could do the comparison to see, um, to hear for themselves and such. But uh, speaking of copyright strikes and all of that, Kidder. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a controversy I've been following involving Twitch and the uh, new TV meta that has been uh, going on on Twitch. I don't know. Have you heard any of the, about this at all, Kidder? I haven't. And the reason that I haven't is because those bastards decided to ban the KRDN channel for fraud. Why is it fraudulent? I don't know. Can't get a straight answer out of them. It violates the terms of service. How does it violate the terms of service? I looked through all of them. I don't know. Nobody will respond. They're a bunch of douche, douchebaggery douches. So, KRDN, bringing you the information that you want, now only on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> this controversy, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing to add to that, Kidder. That is between <laughs> you and Twitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I listen, I'd like to stay on good terms with Twitch. You never know. Howard might eventually find free time and, you know, wish to start a streaming career. You know, maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Leaving my doors open, you know. You know, we could probably stream this show because it's it's not like we're offending anyone or fraudulently broadcasting because we make this shit up as we go. <laughs> you know, we probably when we get could- the Patreon. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe once this becomes profitable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, five million in a month. Uh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> apparently, a lot of these Twitch streamers, in attempting to try and gain more viewers and such, the new meta uh, for collecting these viewers has been what's called the TV meta. And basically, it is if I'm a Twitch streamer, I watch a TV show, an anime, something like that, and I sit there and I do commentary over it. Um, So that's been the meta. It's getting people to watch. The problem with that is... um, Copyright infringement. Yeah. I mean, because even if you're making commentary over something like that... You know, are you are you really doing that, or are you basically just allowing people who don't have access to that content a chance to watch it now and basically skirt any of the money making that these show creators have? You know, through advertising and revenue and things like that. So, to broadcast it, you need the permission, the express permission from the owners of that license or broadcasters to share that content correct and i and yes we could dive into the 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 true nitty-gritty of you know like 
copyright law and things like fair use because you might have noticed that we do use clips on this show every now and then if you watch the youtube version um and with that we always try and credit our source but we're also always trying to provide some commentary over it you know and and really when we say commentary like hey here's the like an example that's coming came out in last week's episode here is we showed the kale mccarr goal um, when he scored the overtime goal and you were talking about it and how it was a great goal and fantastic goal and all that. And it's like, we're adding to it. Um, yep. And we're not just rebroadcasting a game. We're not just rebroadcasting a large segment. We are showing a clip, breaking it down, adding our reactions, our thoughts, our analysis. There it is. You can go find the full clip on the various sources of whatever we're watching or breaking down. And we usually show those as the uh, show notes. And so that's where the fair use policy comes into play. But this whole Twitch thing of watching a movie or TV show and then just talking over it. Oh yeah. I really like this part. Oh, this part's fun too. What are they doing? Oh, that's interesting. That that's a blatant copyright violation and a violation of the terms of service to Twitch. Yeah. So needless to say, there have been a couple of uh, larger streamers who have been banned over this or at least suffered a suspension. Um, Pokemane, uh, she went out for a while. I think hers was just a suspension. Um, Distinguished Toast is another one who uh, got that. His was, um, I forget what exactly he was showing, but I think it was an anime. The interesting thing, though, is uh, after like two, three days off, uh, Toast was allowed back on because it was revealed that he actually set it up. He basically copyright claimed himself. He, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, so so here here's here's why I had to show this skitter because it's just an interesting story. He wanted to teach people a lesson that it's not a good idea to do this. So he was showing anime and talking over it, and after a he week, reported himself. <laughs> well, not quite. After a week, oh. he hadn't gotten a copyright strike, and it was kind of failing in his plan to to basically get a copy strike live on stream to kind of put awareness out there um so what he did was he he used a song by a friend of his early in the stream so that she could take and file a copyright strike against him and get him uh suspended <laughs> live during his his broadcast to try and hopefully teach people a lesson now that's what he said he was doing there's a part of me that looks at it and goes that's a really good marketing ploy because for a while he was across like you had youtube commentators who were commentating about it you had news stories on journalism sites if you can call them that that follow <laughs> like professional sites. twitch streamers and, and news um but it, it's just I've been seen an, it showing up in my facebook news feed which that, again i'm like why is this news? But whatever. Maybe one must... day we'll make it onto Facebook news. Yeah. 
it probably won't be for a good reason though. <laughs> you know, or it it might be something, you know, great like the gentleman from Indiana finally makes his, you know, debut on the Triple D. Yeah, but we'll all be old and crusty and we won't be on the show anymore because we'll be dead. Exactly. He's missing his his time, you know. There is a peak to anything in popularity. I'm afraid the gentleman from Indiana might be missing his peak, you know. It's uh it's it's sailing by quickly. That, that orangish light in the background might be the sunset of his time to be on the show. <laughs> I you know, listen, I mean, we I think we have almost dried up the well of stuff we can do with him. Um, you know, it's it's his sunset and it's the rise of Lane, you know, his sunrise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Lane's already bought us beer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe Lane needs to be on this episode. That's the next challenge. How about that? Who's going to be on the show first? The gentleman from Indiana that Indiana does not want to claim or Lane? Kidder, I think we've just started the race. The sequel. So... Who's going to be? The challenge has been issued from the good brothers. Who's <laughs> going to be on the show first this time? Lane or the gentleman from Indiana? We'll see. We'll find out. Sit tight, everybody. Who knows? Um, I'd say place your bets, but I think we all know who's going to win. The over-under uh, odds are pretty good on one versus the other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, Kidder, did you want to talk lawn mowing simulator? I see it I, on here. I I know we, that you know when you took a break, I took a mental break as well. Brought up that nice yard on there, looking at it, saying, "You know what? Mow me," and it will get mowed very soon after this episode is done. I will take a half hour zen and mow some lawn. And it's great because it doesn't trigger my allergies and I don't have to go outside. The reason I bring it up and put it on the topics list for tonight is because I got a text from rude boy Kyle earlier. Hey, what's your favorite mower and lawnmower simulator? Because, uh, you know, I kind of like using this one and this one and. Ah, you bought it, didn't you? Man, I wish this game was multiplayer. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, yes. Rude Boy Kyle has now hopped on the the lawnmower and is going for it full time in the simulator. Then it gets a little bit better. Not only is he running through the through the game saying that it really needs a multiplayer so then we can all mow lawns together which it does it, it, he said it <clears throat> in fact earlier he was he was looking at uh, at this fancy toro mower so so there there is that but he sent me that and then <laughs> It's got to be about half an hour later. I get a text message group from his wife where she says, 
Kyle, what are you doing? Flying? And then he says, no. So she asks, driving? He goes, no. I'm mowing. (laughs) To which then he says, with the gif of, it ain't much, but it's honest work. Yep. Yeah. You know, Kidder, um, with as much as you guys have taken to lawn mowing simulator, I almost hate to bring this up, but there's also a uh, <clears throat> a power washing simulator. I have not seen that one yet. Yeah. That one and, does not seem a bit dry. And... Uh, on that terrible bit of news, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. It's time we wrap this up with some cheap plugs. <clears throat> Better you know, than a bus driver simulator. <laughs> We're not paying any bills. Let's be honest here. Please be the first to buy our... Oh, no, we've had a first. We need a second. Please be a second to buy our merch. BeerBluesBS.com. Go there. That's our website again, right here. Beerbluesbs.com. You can click the merch button and check out our merch store. There's glasses on there to buy uh, tumblers, coffee mugs, wine tumblers, even for the ladies or the dudes. If you really like the wine too, that's, that's totally fine. There's shirts, long sleeve uh, t-shirts or sweatshirts of all kinds. There's pants socks even there's all kinds of stuff on the on the merch store so please check out the beer blues bs official merch store at beer blues other than that you're joining us right here wherever and on whichever platform so first of all thank you second of all if you didn't know we have a video version available on youtube we uh, have the link to the YouTube page at beerbluesbs.com. But if you search Beer Blues BS on YouTube, you can watch all of our episodes, including all of the bonus content on YouTube for free. Please click the subscribe button on a YouTube page. Then if you want to listen to the audio version, if you're doing that right now, maybe you want to expand which platform you're listening to us on. Well, we are on all kinds of audio platforms, all of the major ones, in fact, including, but not limited to, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're on iTunes. We're on, uh, did, did I say the Amazon one already? We're, we're on there. I think I said it already, but you know, we're on there too. Player FM, IMDB, TuneIn, Stitcher. There's all kinds of places you can listen to us. And all of those locations are at beerbluesbs.com. Or if you are already searching through your audio listening platform, just search Beer Blues BS or beer blues and bs and you'll probably see our wonderful logo there you can click on the show subscribe and you get all the alerts on the latest episodes which are posted every week at least please join us every week for this awesome show that we have fun doing and we hope you enjoy joining us for because you are as much of this show as the two of us 
So thanks for joining us for this edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. Again, for everything with the triple B, go to beerbluesbs.com for more details. Lots of stuff on there, including the buy us a beer button, which we would love for you to do. Or, you know what, if you uh, would like to sponsor the show, you can always do that, too. The info is right there on our website, beerbluesbs.com. So I think that's going to do it for this here episode of the Triple B, as I've now made it through the Shiner Trifecta <clears throat> before it catches up with me and before it catches up with Howie Blues. <sighs> Thank you for joining us for this here episode of the Triple B. We sincerely appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Be safe. Have a good one. And. For my brother and co-host, Howard Blues, I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. We'll see you again on the next episode of Triple B. And as always, remember, keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will see you on down that dusty Tuscan highway. So take care, and we'll see you again on the next one. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Not going to lie, Kidder, about halfway through the cheap plugs, I took a big swig of this trying to just finish it. You almost died, didn't you? Oh, it hit me like a gut punch. Like I was feeling nauseous. And then I noticed like, holy hell, I'm seeing two of Kidder. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize this thing had had messed me up that bad. And then I'm like, oh wait, it's just my eye strain. Let me focus my eyes. (laughs) Damn hallucinogenic properties in that beer. What are they putting in this crap in Texas? Marijuana isn't even legal there. Come on. I, I don't know, but this this last one has been a struggle for me to get through. I, I'm trying. It's like every time that aftertaste, it's like that fruitiness, and then there's that aftertaste. That aftertaste just kicks me every time. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, hey, two hours, ten minutes. Not that you can see that on that glowing phone. But Yeah, it's nice and glowy. Oh, there it yeah. is. Two, yeah. 10, 20, 92. Yeah. So... I bet there's Wonderful. some stuff I can trim down, but eh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It should be a couple, uh, couple minutes here and there. <sighs> um, I um, went to dinner tonight with two coworkers, and uh, you know various topics and whatnot, and I brought up. Uh, do you guys know that 
we we do podcast and, and they're like no what do you what do you talk about i'm like everything <clears throat> that's the whole point and the, the the main point is that we drink during it oh really yeah absolutely so i i sent them the the web link so they got our website link and uh, I don't think either of them have a YouTube account, but they're going to create a YouTube account just so they can subscribe to the show <laughs> to up our numbers. I'm like, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. If more people would do that, or if there were more people on YouTube to just hit that subscribe button on there, we'd be on our way to making one cent per view. 